Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. No pressure, no pressure. (laughs) Awesome, good deal. All right, you guys ready? What a great morning it's been, huh? There's some good stuff going on this morning. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. Let's just pray real quick. Lord, we just thank you for uh, this morning. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing uh, with us. Lord, I thank you for what you've been doing with us. I thank you for what you're doing with our church, with our family, with our body, us individually. Lord, I thank you that you're just active. You're always active. I thank you that you're always at work doing something in us, around us. Lord, we just release a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and understanding to hear and see what you're doing. Yeah. We just release that this morning, even as we just unpack uh, this message. We just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. I heard a couple weeks ago um, the Lord say this. This isn't my quote. This is something I've heard before, but he said, the Lord is doing something inside of you so big, you would not believe it, even if it were told you. I heard him say, this is, this is a word for you, that the Lord is doing something inside of you so big that you would not believe it even if it were told you. Even if he showed you a picture, where it was unmistakably able to be understood, you wouldn't believe it. Because what he's doing inside of you is bigger than what he's doing around you. So that's what I heard. Um, I want to talk to you guys this morning um, a few things. I'm probably just going to talk. <laughs> I'm like, I, I realized on the drive in this morning, I'm like, I always find myself where, I, you know, like, I don't have, there's 35 minutes is not much time to, to talk. I have more to say than what I can say in 35 minutes. And then I realized it's not the clock's problem. That's a Dan problem. I just always have a lot to say. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk to you guys about some seasons. I want to talk to you guys about um, what you're doing in this season, what the Lord's doing in you. Um, I, want to, I want to pull some, we're going to talk through Nehemiah. Uh, we're going to pull some stuff out of Nehemiah. The Lord told me a couple years ago, um, about two years ago to read Nehemiah. And a year and a half later, I opened up the book. <laughs> it takes me a while sometimes. Uh, and so for like the last six months, I've been reading in and out of reading some of Nehemiah and, and, and just kind of unpacking some things in there. Um, probably the most significant thing I noticed is I read, we know, we know the story, right? Yeah. I read this verse 
that Nehemiah says, moreover, from the day that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year, land, 20th year to the 32nd year, for 12 years, for 12 years. You guys noticing something? Justin's like, no, help, help. He was there for 12 years. How long did it take to build the temple? I'm sorry, build the walls? 52 days. Isn't that what the whole book's about? It took 50, you guys doing the math? It took 52 days, Steve's doing the math. It took 52 days to build the temple, but he was there for 12 years. 52 days is like not even two months but he was there for 12 years. I read that and I was like, ah, what's going on here? (laughs) There's more in here than what I've been told. So we'll we'll unpack some of that today, but I want you to know, uh, kind of I felt like this as I was even thinking about sharing, like what we share up here, what we're sharing up here, what we're talking about on a Sunday morning or in messages um, has has the purpose to uh, raise you up to be a leader that you would reign in life and that you would restore your city. And so you'll hear messages about identity like Mike shared last week. You'll hear messages about uh, just Jesus every time Jen speaks, right? It's just Jesus and the cross. <laughs> like you'll hear these different wide variety of like, we have a, a variety of speakers that are sharing and you'll hear a wide variety of perspectives, but I want you to know the purpose and intention somewhere in there is that you would be raised up to be a leader that reigns in life and restores your city. So it's all with the purpose that it's gonna equip you for that. It's very intentional. So I would, I would ask that you posture your heart that way, yeah? Like posture your heart when you're hearing and listening. Like how do, I, how do I get the most, even as Justin just kind of like set the stage a little bit, how do I get the most out of what's being shared today? Because the Lord is doing something in you, even, even in that, in you, greater than you can think, and, it, and you wouldn't even believe it if it were told you. The Lord is building something in you. And so one of the questions I wanna ask you this morning is what are you building? We've been in a building season, right? You know, we're still waiting. You want, you're waiting for the building update because Dan was MIA when, the, when I got called up to share, right? <laughs> the, uh, the good news is you guys, this prayer has worked. We did get our stuff into the city council last week. So. We'll be, we're, we, we gotta wait for the next meeting, but all our paperwork and stuff is in. So that was an uh, amazing breakthrough. The hardware, we've been waiting on some hardware delivery and I got a notification on Friday that there's a scheduled delivery tomorrow. So fingers crossed, that's the hardware. Because if that can happen, then the rest of the floors can be put in, AV team, I mean, we're, we're very close. So super exciting, be praying for that. So there's your building update. We've been in a building season uh, and it's not just us. Like, it's pretty wild if we start to really unpack and think what's been going on over the last couple of years. But year 2020 initiated a massive overhaul, a massive system overhaul, right? Right, wrong, or indifferent, whether we like it or not, 
we're looking at and are experiencing a massive system overhaul and it's not, it's global. Like it's, this, this is, we're talking about a season. And I know we don't, you know, we, we talk about seasons a lot here, right? I'm not in this season, it's that season. You know, I'm just really, you know, ready for the next season. I don't know if I have grace for this season. And you know, it's just the season you're in right now. You're getting these prophetic words, right? It's all about seasons. We may not like it, but God works in seasons, right? Like it, it, it'll do us well if we can pay attention to what he's doing in the season he's doing it in, because then we can co-labor with him and not work against him. That's gonna be helpful because he's doing something in you greater than you can imagine. And we wanna work with him in that. And so a massive system overhaul, the way of the world shifted. And we ex at that time had a system all of our systems were built around serving the way life was. And then the way life was changed. And now the systems didn't serve it any longer. And they're breaking, which isn't bad, it's different. It means it's time to switch and start shifting our systems to serve the way of life. Right, wrong, or indifferent. We're talking about a global season that has taken place. People have a different way of life in terms of what they're gonna do for work. The system we had at the moment was it was all built around a labor force. Now you have a whole way of life that changed and the system is breaking, right? Like it, we shouldn't be surprised. The question isn't getting, or let's say it like this, working against it, the season would be being mad at things changing as opposed to being proactive, prophetic, calling out that which isn't as if it were, what are the things that the Lord's doing in this season that we can now create new systems to serve a new way of life? And not only, and we're not talking about the way of life that the world is now grabbing a hold of, but what if the way of life in the moment is hanging in a balance of which way are we going to go? And is it, would it, wouldn't it be something if it isn't the most opportune time for people that can see the heavens to come in and establish a way of life that is what the world has been hungering for? That it no longer hangs in a balance, but then the way of life, we start building systems around a way of life that is what the world's been hungering for, which is the kingdom of heaven on the earth. And is that not our assignment? So it'll do us well to pay attention to what's happening, right? Like the, like the um, um, well, I was gonna reference something I can't remember, so maybe I'll come up later. Uh, but it'll do us well to pay attention to what the Lord's doing in, in the earth. And, and sometimes those things are triggered by natural things and, and, and not necessarily God things, right? It's just, it's a thing and it happened. A global pandemic happened. It doesn't matter if we like it or not, it's here. Now the question is, is what does the Lord wanna do in it? And how do we partner with it and become the world changers that we've said we are? And start manifesting, start uh, uh, display, putting on display a way of life that the Lord wants to do in the earth. What if we're the, meant to be the forerunners of that? Those are things I wasn't gonna say, but they came out. So there you go. <laughs> um, 
So when I so I, when I'm reading through Nehemiah, like I'm I'm realizing a handful of things. Um, they take 52 days to build the wall. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So so global stuff, season stuff. We've been in a season at large. There, yeah, let me finish this thought before I move on. Um, but we've also been a season at Bethel Atlanta, literally physically building a building, right? We've been building a building physically. We've been in a season of building. Um, that, you know, when right around the time that COVID first broke, I remember hearing a word of the Lord and I remember hearing him say, um, there's gonna be a reshuffling of the deck. Like we all had our cards and we all had our hands and we we're all in the place, but now we're reshuffling the deck and we could land anywhere. Anything was possible. Careers were gonna change, um, places, uh, geographical locations people could be moving to, ministries, uh, uh, shifts could be happening, assignments. The Lord was gonna uh, uh, release new assignments for people. Like these are words I heard two years ago. And then we can look and see and it's like, oh, well, this is exactly what has happened. Like there's been a massive reshuffling of the deck. And again, it's breaking the systems down and then we're upset about the systems rather than just adjusting the systems to meet the new thing, right? So there's this reshuffling. So what, what, what I was hearing the Lord, even in that time, so I own a business and, 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 uh, and, and I had heard the Lord say, hey, it's time, I want you to do some work on your business, on the infrastructure of your business, not the external structure. Like we're not talking about like, you know, I don't know, hiring new people or setting up, you know, new locations like infrastructure, stuff that nobody sees. It's new systems, new, new strategies, new infrastructure, new structures within the business that's gonna guide how the business is gonna go in the future. It's gonna be real important you guys follow with me, okay? And so I began to, to do that. Like we had had 30 days where we had no inspections and literally was just in my office. We were all in, you know, stay at home, sheltered place. So I spent 30 days building infrastructure for my business. And I heard the Lord say, uh, it, you're gonna, I want you to come out stronger than when you went in. And I don't believe that season has ended. And so my question, because this isn't a Dan word, this isn't a business word, it's not a church word, it was a global word of it's time to build something that whatever the Lord wants to do, he's doing something in you, inside. What are you building? What have you been building? Have we been getting distracted? Have we been getting discouraged? Have we been getting weary? Have we been getting tired? Have we lost focus? Did we forget two years ago what the Lord said? Because it's two years and heck, we can get new words each week. And so the Lord spoke to me about this. And, and as I began to just partner with the Lord, even in the business, what took place was I set up structure so that it could grow into doing and having it uh, uh, grow in ways that it couldn't have before. But it was internal work. And so Bethel Atlanta has been in a season just the same. Like I said, this is a large season. It's all of our words. It's all of our word. And so Bethel Atlanta has been a season of literally building a building. We broke ground like months before that the pandemic hit and you know, all the, everything kind of went upside down. But in the middle of that season, we also were working on infrastructure. 
What are we building internally? What, are we, what kind of systems and structures are we putting into place internally that's gonna guide us for where we're going so that we can have an experience on the back end greater than what we could have on the front end because we did the work on the inside. What are you building? The Lord is building something inside of you that even if it were told you, you wouldn't believe it. What are we building on the inside? The, ten, the tension and the temptation in our season is to be distracted with what's not happening on the outside. We don't have the building yet. <laughs> We're not in there yet. We're still out here. This is all reality of what's happening on the outside. But the Lord's been doing something on the inside so that when it becomes time to be expressed on the outside, we can grow in ways we could have never had before the season started. But it takes something from us to partner with the Lord in what he's building inside of us. It takes a lot. As we read through Nehemiah, I'm not, I'm not gonna like read the whole thing, I'll just reference some stuff as I go, but you know, he, he, as we read, like I'm realizing there's things that took place that are keys. He was a builder, they were a builder. So Nehemiah was the leader, if you will, a governor that brought in a government, a system, a structure. Is system structures get kind of weird as if I use that language that get, get kind of funny? Let's put it like this. If we didn't have lines on the highway, how do you think that would work out? You see, the system of lines on a highway and that structure guides us in such a way that we can thrive in life and not die, right? You know what it's like not having lines on a road? Have you driven our road yet? <laughs> there's no lines out there and I can see it because I know what it's supposed to be, but nobody else knows what it's supposed to be because there's no lines saying what it's supposed to be. And we got people doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, we need lines. <laughs> we need structure. We need some systems. You hearing me? that will actually cause us to thrive. The systems and the structures are to serve us. If we're serving them, it's a different, it's, it's a more of an issue. But they're meant to serve us and, and actually facilitate or, or make something happen that was, it, that, to make something happen that wouldn't have been possible without them, without the banks, without the lines, like a river, right? With banks, goes. A river with no banks, swamp, <laughs> just, right? It's not, it's, it's staying, it's stagnant, it's staying, nothing's happening. There may be some real minimal movement because hopefully it's going somewhere, but the banks guide it, right? And so when we say, when I say systems and structures, I'm talking about how you what things that are guiding what the Lord's doing. And when I say he's doing something in you that's greater than you could imagine, it's systems and structures he's wanting to put inside of you that will guide you to have an external expression that would be so far greater above and beyond all that you could dare to even ask or think that you wouldn't believe it even if it were told you. He's building something in you. 
this is the season we've been in. And once again, I'll point like, if we get distracted with what's not happening around us, we won't work with him, co-labor with him to build what he's building within us. We'll actually prevent it. So a few things I see from Nehemiah is, he, you know, he comes, he gets an assignment from the Lord. We think it's about the wall. It's not about the wall. He, he hears this assignment. He goes to the king that he's serving as a cupbearer. We know that, we, we know, I hope, hopefully we know the story. Um, and he tells the king, the king says, hey, I see you're sad. I'm gonna paraphrase, okay? This is definitely the way Dan sees it, hears it, right? He says, hey, I see you're sad. What's going on? It's something with your heart. And he says, hey, yeah, if, if, you know, it's my home. He says, if it pleases the king, if it pleases the king and your servant has found favor before you, send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs that I may rebuild it. His assignment wasn't to rebuild the wall. It was to rebuild Judah. Well, it took 52 days to build the wall. It took 12 years to rebuild Judah. Oh, that's what he was doing the rest of that time. <laughs> so he gets the assignment. He, pull, he, he, goes, we, he goes, you know the story, he goes into Judah, he's just examining, getting kind of eyes on lay of the land, kind of getting a, uh, uh, putting eyes on what's going on, what he's needing to address. And then he goes to the people and explains to them, we're in a situ- serious situation here. And they're like, yeah, we know, we've been here for a while. <laughs> And, and he begins to explain to them, it's time we rebuild the wall. And they said, and there was a response. They said, let us arise and build so that they put, and so then they put their hands to the good work. You see, a season was initiated for a people that were in desolation, if you will, right? They're, they're living amongst just uh, um, the walls being broken down, Judah being broken down. They're still in bondage. Like they're, they're just, they're just, there's no hope, right? Someone comes alongside, begins to cast hope. They catch it in their heart and they said, oh, we can do this. Now they had been trying. So it wasn't, you know, what was the difference? The Lord initiated a season of building for a people. And when he initiates something, he releases grace to do it. Grace is the divine influence upon your heart. It's empowerment. It is Think of it as oil that causes the gears to actually move, even though you've been trying to move the same gears forever. It's something that causes you to do something you couldn't have previously. The word of the Lord came when he said, it's time to rebuild Judah, and he sent someone to do it. The people gathered around the word, and then it said, they said, let us arise and build, and then they put their hands to the good work. Um, another, Another... Verse, they say um, they they completed it because they had they were of one mind, they were of one heart. They 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 caught the vision of what was happening. They worked together to do it. What's intriguing is there's a, a grace for a season that was released on a people, on the whole people of Judah. They all gathered around and partnered with it and began to see an output, if you will, greater than what they could have ever imagined. 52 days to complete a wall. Once the wall was completed, then the work really began. 
So even during the wall time, there's a few things that they, they were having to be. They had to be builders, they had to be fighters, and they had to be learners. So the question of, for you and for our, uh, in this season that we've been in with building, because we've been in a legit season of rebuilding, what are you building? What are you fighting? And what are you learning? Because these three components are gonna be required for the season of building infrastructure. I got brought on as a project manager for this project. I've done residential uh, construction, never done commercial. I, I've been learning a lot, you guys. <laughs> I've been learning a lot. And a lot of moments that are, that are humbling of, ah, oh, I didn't know that, I should have known that. Now I need to know that. And it's okay. It's the season. We, 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 we need to be learners. So I'll try to get through this relatively quick, but um, they spent 52 days building the exterior walls and then 12 years building the interior infrastructure, lines and roads of a way of life that they had lost. This is the beauty of what I find with, when it comes to the law, when it comes to even the children of Israel that you know, left Egypt and, and wandered in the desert, they were getting ready to inherit a promised land, right? We know the story, inherit a promised land. Here's your promised land and it's the land flowing of milk and honey. You'll, you'll take on you know, uh, uh, gardens that weren't yours and cities that weren't yours and they're gonna, it's their inheritance and it's their promise. The way of life of stewarding, governing, managing, being responsible for a promised land was nowhere in the people of Egypt. I'm sorry, the people of Israel. Because in Egypt, they had a way of life where all that was provided for them. They didn't need an internal infrastructure, roads if you will, that led them or guided them in the responsibility of what was getting ready to be handed to them. The beauty of the law is, we know, right? They're like, the law shows up, or God shows up, like I want my people to be my people. And they're like, no, you know, uh, Moses, you just be our guy. Tell us what he wants us to do. We might die. And the Lord's like, look, we, knew, we hear his heart later when he says, I will write my word upon their heart and I will guide them with my eye. His heart is that he guides us with a connection of relationship with his words written upon our heart. Israel wasn't there. So he said, let me explain to you what you're gonna need. And he begins to establish a way of life in the law. This is the way of life. It's gonna be a great idea if you don't take your neighbor's wife. Just gonna say, it's, it's gonna be a really good idea if you don't take their donkey. Better idea if you don't kill them. He begins to establish a law roads for a way of life to say here, you're gonna to need to know how to govern your insides because I'm getting ready to give you outsides that are gonna have the responsibility to govern them. And if you can't govern this, you won't govern that. You see, he's doing something in you that's so much greater than you could even imagine that even if it were told you, you wouldn't believe it. What is he building inside of you? What are you building? What are you learning? What are you fighting and what are you fighting for? Because we should be fighting for something 
even as we unpack Nehemiah in this season, they, they, they had to fight being ridiculed, criticism, lies and rumors, discouragement, fatigue, weariness, temptations, distractions. This is sounding familiar. This was all within the first 52 days. And you know how he fought the discouragement? He rallied, Nehemiah rallied the people together and said, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna put a sword in your hand and lay bricks with your other hand. You're gonna fight. And we're gonna be equipped to fight when, cause they were getting threatened that they were gonna be in the uh, 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 Sanballat and Tobiah were gonna like bring people in and, in and kind of infiltrate their people and kill them on the inside. And he's like, then put a sword in your hand and keep laying bricks. You guys, it's important that we recognize the season that we're in when the Lord's doing something because what we'll want to do is not do what we're supposed to be doing. I'm sure they're like, it, was, it would be great if we could have a party. Man, can we just relax for a minute? Can we just relax? Let's, let's kill the fatted calf. Let's do a party, which just kind of like unwind. Was it the season for that? No. No, it was the season to fight. It was the season to build. And some of them probably didn't know how to do either. And they had to learn. This is how you learn. This is how you lay a brick. This is how you do this, right? Like it's, it's intriguing when you start unpacking and reading this and you're like, oh, this is us. We, we, it'd be a lot nicer just to go to the beach <laughs> and wait till it all blows over. but that's not the season. This, you can go to the beach, it's okay. Sorry, let me see. Uh, hear, hear what I'm saying. It's, it's not the season that, that it, we're, we're, we're partying and, and, and relaxing. And when you're in war, in a fight, you're not doing those things. David was at war. You remember? I'm just gonna relax and stay home this time. Let the guys fight. How'd that work out for him? Got distracted, right? Got tempted, fell into sin. Why? Because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing in the season he was supposed to be doing it in. Can we recognize the season of what the Lord is doing and partner with him and not lose heart and distraction? The other thing that he did to, to fight discouragement and weariness and, and fatigue was let's gather around together and remember we're with one another doing this. We're in a community. It's a community of people. You're not alone laying bricks. You're, you're with a community of people that are laying bricks and are carrying swords. When we get past those 52 days, the next 12 years or the, uh, the remainder of those uh, 12 years is fascinating because then he gets into really unpacking um, the rebuilding of Judah. So Ezra comes along, he's the priest, and we know the book of Ezra as well, and he starts reading the law. It's interesting because if you can establish your external wall protection, you can settle for a second and go to work on things inside, you're not having to carry a sword anymore. Seasons. If we don't have that external protection, 
then you, you are, you're still surviving. You're not thriving yet. So the 52 days gets built, the wall gets done, then they go to work on the inside. Ezra comes along and says that we're gonna read the law and they read the law to the people. And as they read the law, this is a rebuilding. They're like, this is almost like, I could see, I kind of imagine Ezra and Nehemiah, like Ezra grabbing Nehemiah in, the, in, the, you know, in his chamber or his room or whatever. Hey, check this out. Look at this one I found. He's like, they're getting revelation. <laughs> He's reading, whoa, that's, that's what it says? That's what we were supposed to be doing? Oh my gosh, we stopped doing that like centuries ago. It's like, I know, I remember hearing the stories of when that stopped, but look, it's almost like they're like on the edge of rebuilding a civilization according to the ways of God. <sighs> Is that what we're doing? Isn't this what we're doing? I hope you guys are going with me here. Are we not establishing the kingdom of heaven, the ways of heaven, the ways of God on the earth right now is this not our assignment to bring heaven on earth most of us are looking for it in the wall but what he wants to do is build it in you because if he builds it in you then the builders will then go and build walls build external whatever but it's got to be inside of you before it can happen outside of you and so he spends the next, over the next 12 years reading the law. And here that you can, I'm just going to highlight some things. They're like, they restore the feast of booths. People confess their sin. Oh, we were supposed to be confessing our sin. Shoot. We, we lost that somewhere. They begin to talk about covenant and establish a covenant of a way of life. And they sign a document. It literally signing a document. They sign a document saying we are going to come into covenant, covenant with one another and a family with the Lord of the ways of God. That, that sounds like accepting Jesus. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're doing when we do that? And then they start establishing, then they start establishing governors, provinces, they start reestablishing the Levites and the, 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 uh, the priests who are leading in worship and leading in the, in the presence of God. And then they begin to um, re-bring re back, hey, foreigners, people that weren't of, this, this was the, the law, right? People that weren't of the same, they weren't of your tribe, they couldn't be there any longer because you'll start serving their gods. Remember, they couldn't marry into foreign tribes and things like that, remember that? Tell me you remember this, it's not just me, right? You guys tracking? If you didn't know, that's how it was, right? They couldn't marry into foreign tribes because the fear was they would fall into worshiping other gods. They reestablished these things. Tobiah, Sanballat and Tobiah, you guys, I'm hoping you guys know the story. If you're not, you're gonna have to go home and read it. Tobiah is one of the bad guys, but he's now living in the temple because he's related to one of the tribes of Judah, or one of the people in Judah. And then they tell him, hey, you can't be here anymore. Because you're not of the same mind. You're not of the same heart. You're sowing discord. Where's your boundaries? Who are you letting to influence your life? Who are you allowing in to influence your life? Who's getting the preeminent influence in your life? 
And are you adjusting that when you figure it out that they're not of the same mind? It doesn't mean you don't have friends, it doesn't, right? It doesn't mean we're not friends with, but it means that if I have this influence that's causing my way of thinking, my infrastructure to shift that is over or having more place of influence than Jesus. Will we create some boundaries that says, hey, Tobiah, you can't hang out here anymore. I, I like you, but I can't, I can't adopt your ways of thinking any longer. And so they begin to reestablish. This is what they take 12 years to do is literally reestablish the, the law of God, the way of God, the ways of life so that Judah is rebuilt. We've been called to build heaven on earth. What are we building internally in this season? What are you fighting for in this season? Not like assignment, but like, are you fighting for your, what the Lord's building in you? When distractions come, are you fighting for what, you, what the lane you're in, if that makes sense? You guys tracking? Well, are you fighting? You're like, it's not, we're not talking about fighting against people. We're talking about what are you fighting for? Are you fighting to stay in the lane of what the Lord's doing inside of you in the season that he's doing it? Or will we get distracted by the next thing or get discouraged because of how much time? Will we get tempted to get off track of, of, of behaving and working in a, a way of life that's contrary to what he's building inside of you? Because gosh darn it, it's tiring. And when is this gonna be over? We've only been doing it for a couple of years. They're, they're took 12. but it makes sense how we can get there, right? But this is the things that we're fighting for and we're saying, no, no, I am learning a new way of life that is not like the way of life I knew coming before Jesus, may not even be like the, new way, the way of life that you knew even a year ago or two years ago or 10. This won't end because the ways of God are far above the ways of man. We're constantly learning and growing the way he is, his nature, how he thinks, how he behaves. And so we are on a journey, this one won't end, so we will always be learners. You know another word for learner is? Disciple. Literally what it means. Learner. Will we be disciples of Jesus? Will we let him lead us? Will we let him teach us? Will we, look, this is the big thing, guys. When this is happening, is it's not information. We're talking about, we have to adjust experience. We have to adjust behaviors, ways of thinking, behaviors, actions to line up with what we hear the Lord breathing on. This is 12 years of a people having to adjust their way of life, behave differently, make conscious actions, changes, to produce an experience that the Lord said, I've called you to be more than conquerors. I've called you to be a royalty, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, all the beautiful things that Lord has called you as you are and as you've been called to be and things you've been called to do. 
require us to adjust. It's called repentance. Adjust what we're be, our behaviors, our think, the ways of thinking, so that we experience what he said, because the end result is that we would actually walk and talk the way he thinks, the way he walks and talks. That people would experience heaven when they see us and, and experience us, not because we have the right answers, but because we live it, because he did something in us that was greater than what he was doing around us. And we knew what he was doing. We knew the season. We partnered with it. And we went with him while he did it. But it requires of us. And this, and this, is, our, this is our challenge even in our season. Like we physically with Bethel Atlanta, I'm building a building and, and you guys will hear it from me on the stage. It's, oh, it's tiring. <laughs> it's tiring. And you can, there's weariness and there's discouragement and there's all the things. But even a couple of weeks ago, I remember hearing the Lord just like challenging me, like, hey, I'm doing something in you in this season. And I'm like, shoot. And I got caught up and distracted with being tired. And it's okay to be tired, but if that tired turns into resentment and bitterness, well, that's not, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing, right? That's not what the Lord's doing. <laughs> it's okay to be tired but don't get distracted from the assignment because it turned to bitterness and resentment. And now I'm mad at people that have no, make no difference because they're not the ones that are a part of this anyway. The Lord is dictating the timeline. And he's like, partner with me with what I'm doing. I'm trying to do something in you. And like, I got convicted and I'm like, oh, I need to be grateful for the season that I'm in. The season that we're in, can we be grateful for it? Can we pay attention? What are we learning? What are we learning in this season? What are we building in this season? What are we fighting for in this season? Because it's a season of fighting. And most of it has to do with internal work. That's my observation, is most of it has to do with internal work. He's doing stuff on the insides, causing us to become big people, more than a big church. Steve's coined, right? But when we, when we begin to inherit the promised land, this is Blake's word a couple years ago, when we came on the land, it would be as if Israel walked onto the land without spending the time in the desert, which made me a little cautious. It sounds, it's exciting. It's better than 40 days, better than 40 years, but it made me a little cautious because I'm thinking there was internal stuff that was very needed in the desert to ready them for the promised land, which means we're probably going to spend that time in the promised land figuring that out, <laughs> which is what we've been doing. <laughs> we've been learning. We've been fighting. We've been fighting some things we've been fighting for as Bethel Atlanta is we've been fighting for the presence of God on a Sunday morning. This is what Sunday mornings are for, is for the presence of God, for him to show up, for us to gather around him, for him to do what he wants to do. We've been fighting for the message of the gospel of the cross, and we won't vary on that or waver on that. That won't change, but we had to fight for that. There's just some things we've had to fight to stay in line, that these are our banks, this is what we said, now we have to, now we have to fight for it to stay, otherwise it'll get off track. 
We've been fighting for or inside, even internally, like uh, 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 Lauren has put together a team of uh, four of us that are leading uh, the, se- the senior leadership team that are leading the church. We, had to, we have to fight together of how are we gonna do this together? We're, we know this is the call. It's not easy. It'd be easier if it was just one person figuring it out. But that's not what Lauren has decided to do. And so we've been growling around fighting for how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna grow in this? How are we gonna relationally be bound and lead together in leading what we feel like the Lord is leading us in Bethel Atlanta? We've been, we've been working internally. So we haven't seen, if you got the letter from Blake for, uh, uh, or from a senior leadership that Blake helped to write for the, um, uh, and during with your giving statement, like, he said, we've been working at building on the inside a lot more than you can see on the outside. Because you can look around and be like, well, okay, what are we doing? But we've been partnering with what the Lord's been doing in this season. And the beauty of what I see happening is that we are positioning ourselves to inherit something on the outside that then we are now ready to steward because we've done the hard work of putting together structure and lines in the road so that people thrive rather than die. <laughs> Not literally, right? But you know, you're tracking me. So it's been a hard season, but it's the season that we've been in. And we're looking at leaving unpacking like Nehemiah. I'm like, this isn't out of the ordinary. In fact, probably great that it only takes us a few years rather than 12. Let's hope that's the case, right? <laughs> So my challenge to you even, taking this personally, what are you building? What are you fighting for? What are you learning? They had to learn a new way of life. We're constantly learning a new way of life in Christ and in the kingdom because his ways are not our ways. And will we learn that, adopt that, adapt to that, address that, shift and make conscious choices to have different actions to begin to have the experience of what he said. What are you doing? How's that playing out in your life? Because this is the season we've been in. Would you guys stand? <clears throat> Just a couple takeaways. God works in seasons, you guys. I want to encourage you to recognize the season and recognize the assignment. I want to encourage you to be committed to the work. Catch the vision of what he's doing in you and be committed to the work. If it takes picking up a sword while you're doing it, pick up a sword while you're doing it. Be committed to the work of what he's doing inside of you. Fight for it. And be, and, and be patient because <laughs> it's going to take a lot longer than you think. And that's okay. Because what he's doing inside of you is so much greater than you can imagine that you wouldn't believe it even if it were told you. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing inside of us. We thank you for the promise that you have over us. We thank you for your graciousness. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you will walk alongside of us even while we're trying to figure out and fumbling our way through it. 
we thank you that you, you're just so kind to just walk with us on our journey of that process. And Lord, we just say yes and amen to what you're doing in us and help us with eyes to see and understanding to see and hear what you're doing that we might partner with you and be a part of what you're doing in the big picture, not even just us personally, but in the globe. Lord, our desire is that Christ gets his full reward. Whatever that takes for us to do that, we say yes and amen. We just bless you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.